Once more Friday, we are here together to record our rock and roll Friday, Emily. So excited. Yeah, yeah. I prepared this amazing light because today, this afternoon, we are going to be talking about a great band. I'm a really big fan of this band, you know? Can you tell me, can you share with our audience here what's the band that we are going to be talking about today? Oh, yes, I would be very happy to. Um, today, we're talking about, and it's not pronounced Hedgehog. It's mm -hmm. Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> excellent, girl. Excellent. I mean, the challenge begins when you when we need to pronounce the name of this band correctly. Because in Brazil, you have many different variations of that. Like, Hedge Hot Chili Peppers, yeah? Yes, I'm really excited about this one. Because... Because why? Everybody knows Red Hot Chili Peppers and everybody who appreciates even a little bit of rock knows yeah. them and, and like them. You know what I feel about the band? I feel that they have space. They fit perfectly. It can be a rock and roll barbecue. It can be a place where people are not so into rock, but still Red Hot Chili Peppers fits there perfectly, you know? Absolutely. I think I read that they played for the Dalai Lama one. Dalai Lama, yeah? Oh gosh, I didn't know this for sure, you know? But I know some things about the band. In fact, I prepared myself to share with you this fact. Man, I brought, I guess, let me just confirm, but I guess it was one, two, three, four facts that I didn't know before about the band. And I got so like, Wow, how's that possible, you know? Like, mind-blowing facts, you know? Yeah, I can't wait to hear them. Yeah, well, first things first, uh, I would like to, to talk to you a little bit about their songs first. Because I feel like I am blocked in the old Red Hot and Peppers from the 2000s, for example, when they had Californication, Other Side, uh what's the name of that one it's not uh the zephyr song do you know this the one? Zephyr song it's one of my favorites actually ah, i mean man it's so lovely it's so delightful to listen to that song right mm -hmm. i mean i have uh if i if we are going to create a, a playlist here to talk about red hot Soul peppers i can say that it's going to have more than 20 songs at least by my side you know mm -hmm. for sure yeah. Like almost all of Californication and well, we'll probably get into it later. But what's your favorite album from them? Um I guess it's the Californication one. I guess it is. But I like so much the Stage Arcadium. Yeah, Stadium Arcadium is really good. Yeah, I like this one so much. This uh, last one that they released, what's the name? Uh, let me just confirm here. Let me put in their discography. Should not say. Oh yeah, Unlimited Love. It's a great one. I mean, man, Red Hot and Peppers. It's the Getaway that they released in 2016. It's mm -hmm. a great album full of great songs. Oh man, I'm, you know, they're awesome, and I feel like they don't get old. I mean, you you checked the video that I sent you this morning. 
Awesome. Mm. They they are old, okay. We know they are old, but what an what an energy, you know? For sure, that doesn't. So I want to say that they're not slowing down, but I did notice a pattern when I was looking at the years of their album release. It used to be like in the '90s they would release one every other year, mm-hmm. and then it became every third year. And then every five years. <laughs> so I mean, it's you know the the space is getting bigger. You can yeah. tell they're slowing down a little bit, but still, like, I mean, they're so great. Well, something that I can connect a lot about Red Hot and Peppers that when somebody asks me, "Hey, teacher, do do you like funk?" and then I say, "Yeah." Californian funk, I do. <laughs> it's a Californian funk, and then I show Red Hot to the back, and you know, they say, "Oh, this is nice," because it changes the concept of music, in my opinion. Like we had rock, we had heavy rock, we had metal, we had punk rock, and then when they introduced the Red Hot Peppers, I didn't even notice. I didn't even know that was so new for me it was a new style something that i was not expecting to listen to you know it's different but lovely yeah yeah and man the best lines from flea please oh. Oh. yeah i mean all the guys they are amazing musicians now john Chianti, for example his riffs They are calm. They are so authentic. I feel like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Wow, and the, the way that uh, Anthony sings, wow. You know, I am unique. I mean, you sometimes you listen to you're listening to the radio, and a new song will come on. You'll say, "Who is this?" It sounds kind of like oh. With Red Hot Chili Peppers, you never have to do that. It comes on, you're like, "Hey, this is Red Hot Chili Peppers. Must be a new song." <laughs> uh huh. First read, it's all that you need. The first yeah. read, like, come. Man, who creates those things? You know, I mean, uh, I, I before recording this, I didn't notice how much I liked, how much I enjoyed this band. You know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a convenient band. I mean, I never told anybody that Red Hot Chili Peppers were they were my favorite band. Mm-hmm. Was my favorite band. But now, right now, recording it, imagine if they didn't exist, how bad it would be. I know. Like, what would we use to put ourselves in a good mood? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They are my standby for happiness. You know, like every time I'm like, I'm on the beach, I'm at a barbecue, I need a dance around the house. Red Hot Chili Peppers, right? I feel like I need to share something with you. I don't know. Have you ever heard about the name "No Use for a Name" from Tony Sly? No. Oh, girl. Uh, the feeling that you got, like, from being a barbecue, from being on the beach, from Where, wherever you are, I feel like Tony's life fits perfectly too. I am going to suggest you two albums. The guy is already dead. He died uh, 
with cancer in 2014, if I'm not wrong. But he released two acoustic albums. And take a look, I'm not a person that enjoys lots of acoustic songs. But mm -hmm. the way he wrote those two last albums, oh my lord. Uh, I am going to, the name is Sad Bear. And the other one, I don't remember, but I am going to send you links from Spotify with the two albums. And then you're gonna feel like, wow, one song better than another and another and another. You feel like that too, okay? Oh, awesome, thanks. You're welcome, you're welcome. And I am going to start bringing you a cool information about the Red Hot Leaf Peppers, all right? Okay. Well, I don't know if you know, but the whole band, they are so in love with the, the same sport. All the members, they love the same sport. Do you know what sport is this? No, I don't. What is it? Yeah, all the members of the band, they love basketball. They really, huh. really yeah. And they, they are so, they are big fans of Los Angeles Lakers, you know? Mm, that makes sense. Yeah, you can notice that in some video clips, in some concerts, they are kind of wearing jerseys from the basketball team, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, but I, I, didn't, I didn't know this information too. Like, I was uh, looking for some interesting facts to share with you. And then I noticed that I said, well, I already saw Flea wearing like the Los Angeles Lakers jersey and uh, Anthony, you know? Mm -hmm. I said, oh, it makes sense to me now. Yeah, that does make sense. I, I think I have seen them wearing Lakers gear, but I never really made the connection because a lot of people wear it without being super interested in the sport. Yeah, yeah. Because of the uh, it, whenever the, the Los Angeles Lakers, they play like somewhere around them where they can go, they are there to support their team, you know? Nice. Yeah, it's something cool. I mean, well, uh, did you did you prepare any cool facts to share with me too, or am I the only one who have facts here to share? I have a few facts as well. Okay. But I don't want to take any away from yours. Okay. So, do you want to do yours first, and then we can do mine? So I, I believe, I believe we can do like, I bring you one, you bring me one. And if okay. you bring one of mine, no problem. It's going to be a compliment, okay? Okay, sounds right. good. Um, let's see here. Okay. Uh, what was... Let's see, the first one I thought was kind of interesting. Do you know the original name of the band? I do because I, it was the same one, but I didn't believe that. When I read that long name, I said, no, Red Hot Chili Peppers was difficult enough for us Brazilians, okay? So please, can you tell me what's the, the original name of the band, please? Because the, like, the name that they settled on, Red Hot Chili Peppers, is already a very long name for a band. Yeah, Most of the time you choose one word or two words. Mm -hmm. But their original name was Tony Flo and the Majestic Masters of Mayhem. 
Oh, and, and the place where I got this information, they added even another piece of name. What they, is it? They put here, Tony Flo and the Miraculously Majestic Master of Mayhem. You know? Like, that never would have fit on a... You know, they probably would have ended up acronizing... Acronym? How would you say that? Making an acronym out of it, like KMFDM, you know? Like the VPFI one, yeah. Like VPFI. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, man, no way. How how is that supposed to work? Who who was the creator of this terrible name? Anthony? Do you believe? Please. Well, considering he started doing drugs when he was like 11 years old, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Brain was already. I mean, I believe that they never thought that Hot Meat Peppers as a band for the popular people like we are. I believe they created the band for dance houses. Like, let's have some fun. It's just us here playing some shit, you know? Yeah. I believe this was the, the main idea of the band. I don't believe they said, no, what? What do you think about becoming uh, superstars of rock and roll and being in the roll of fame? I don't think that was the plan, you know? Probably not. Well, I don't know. I think every band probably forms with the intention of getting their music out there. Maybe not everyone expects to be superstars. But... Mm -hmm. It's true. It's true. Have you have you ever heard about a Brazilian band called NX0? No. In Portuguese, the name is NX0. <clears throat> no, I've never heard of it. In 2006. They recorded a demo and like a demonstration album, you know? And exploded. Really, they were all played in the whole country. Everybody knew who were and she said. And uh, like after three or four years, they simply disappeared. Yeah. I, like, when they formed the band, the idea was that, you know, let's have some fun, let's play some music, let's just, you know, have fun together. And when they put this online on the internet, it was like a instantaneous boom. And the band uh, went to MTV, they went to TV programs, Fausto, Google, wherever you think. Have you ever heard Mamona's Assassinas, for example? I mean, I've heard of them, but I wouldn't be able to recognize any of the songs. Yeah, it wasn't such a boom like that, you know? And they are still, I don't know if they are together, the band and Shiteru, but the lead singer, Di Ferreiro, is still uh, in concerts, like having some concerts here and there, you know? But mm -hmm. So I believe when you create a band like the one I had, I didn't create it to be famous because, I don't know, I had the opportunity to be famous with my country couple. Thank God it didn't work. <laughs> oh my gosh. You and have the right look for, for like uh, the, the country couple though. You know, like the beard. Oh, come on. Mm -hmm. so this uh, rock guy, like, yeah, if you think about uh, the rock guys, they don't used to have some beard, like uh, a well-made beard like this. No. 
no, that's not very rock and roll. Like either you just let it grow. Or you remove it, right? Or you remove it. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense, it makes sense. Uh, a cool fact about uh, having the couple, the country couple that I had, you know that uh, Juan last name is Barbie, right? I didn't know that. You didn't know. Barbie is his last name. And the band used to be with Juan's brother. So I was Edu Souto, because my full name is Eduardo Souto. And uh, the band uh, name, the band's name was Edu Souto e Barbie. Oh, oh, it has flow, right? It has oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It had, but thank God it didn't work the way people expected it to work, you know? Or we might not have been here today. Exactly, exactly. Uh, just to have an idea, when the, the label said, okay, we are going to invest 30Ks on you guys, you are going to Goiás, and uh, you will keep your career there. You can come back to Sao Paulo every three months. But just this, you are not going to live in Sao Paulo anymore. You are going to live in Goiás, Goiânia, because there is the crib of the country music, you know? Mm -hmm. And I said, no, I'm not ready. I'm not gonna do that. Oh man, the Barbins, Juan's brother got so pissed off at me, like, man, we have the opportunity of our lives. We're gonna get rich. We're gonna get famous and stuff like that. And I said, okay, but that's not really what I want. He was so disappointed. Oh my God, I had no idea that you were that close to... Yeah, yeah. Dino, Luan Santana, Fernando de Sorocaba, those guys. Juan Santana, yes. The label that we were going to record the, uh, our album is the same as where Luan Santana started, just to have an idea. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, I was so close to be famous, but so close to be famous that sometimes I think, and if I went, hmm. no, but no. <laughs> You this know? is bad. This is bad. Yeah, this is really, really bad. Now you get to talk about rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, here we are. How could we, like, uh, in Guayana, be talking about recording a rock and roll Friday, for example? It wouldn't work, you know? Wouldn't have happened. Now I'm gonna share with you a little bit about the, the early years, yeah, of the Anthony Kids and the Deathly, because they are the only ones that they are together since the beginning of the band. The other yeah. guys, the Chad Smith and the John Frusciante, they entered in the band later, yeah? And, girl, I don't know what you know, but their early years were kind of terrible, because, like, Anthony Keats' father was a drug dealer. Like, I don't know if you had this information there. And uh, he started drugging, like he addicting his own son. Full of shit, you know? Full of shit. And uh, what a horrible start to life. Yeah, I mean, and uh, Flea, he had an alcoholic, uh, how do you say, stepfather, yeah? When it's not your real father, but it's married with your mom, it's a stepfather, yeah? Stepfather, yeah. Yeah, so his stepfather was alcoholic. Al alcoholic? No. Oh. Alcoholic? How do we say that in English? Alcoholic. 
alcoholic. Alcoholic. I was going to say that he had some troubles with alcohol. It would work the same way, right? Yeah, well, alcoholic is a little bit more established, so okay, if you so. have trouble with alcohol, like you have a drinking problem, it might mean that you drink a little bit too much. Oh, okay. But alcoholism is, you know, the yeah. diagnosis of the condition. In Lee's life, it was so present because his stepfather was alcoholic and his mom, like, she didn't help him at all. So he already started having some booze. My booze, do you understand? Like pinga, like P O O Z E. Mm -hmm. Yeah, booze is not really like beer and wine. It's usually hard stuff. Yeah. So from his early years, he already had contact with booze, for example, and from that to drugs, it's just a snap, you know? Yeah. Well, we all know that booze, drugs, and rock and roll go hand in hand, right? Yeah. The booze and the drugs that led him to rock and roll, you never know. It's true, it's true. I don't know, you, you see, now I feel like a, a betrayer. I feel like a betrayer because I have this uh, not rock and roll beard and mustache. I never did drugs. I never smoked a single cigarette in my whole life. I don't have any tattoos, so I feel like a, you know, who am I trying to, to... Uh, no, do it's what's on the inside that counts, right? No, okay, now I feel like I'm a rocker again, okay? You can be, you can be a rock and roll on the inside, yeah? That's what I am, that's what I feel, so... But the guys, they had the whole idea of uh, drugs, rock and roll. I don't know the sex, I didn't... I didn't find any information about sex, like if they were, because I thought they had tendencies to be bi or gay, but uh, there was nothing talking about this in the research that I had. Did you find anything talking about that? I found some bad stuff. Whoa. Okay, yeah. Let's say that I, I didn't share good stuff right here, right now, yeah, but, you know, it's like that. Yeah. I there was... I was going to connect this information with something else, but I, I lost track of my thought that I was going to say. But something interesting about that. I guess it was the point that I am so... Angelica, I don't do <laughs> You know, yeah. It's something like that. Angel. My mother should be so proud. <laughs> it's big. In, in Brazil, we have a police program at schools in the fifth grade where there is a police officer inside the school, inside the classroom, teaching you that drugs are not okay, drugs are not good for you, and the name of this is Proergy. And uh, I, Proergy is so proud of the, the human being that I became, you know? <clears throat> I saw some guys drinking beer using the, the mug from Proergy. <laughs> just oh gosh, just to... Uh throw it in their faces. Right? You see? Yeah, yeah, not my case. Not my case, but it's good. Well, I applaud your purity. Huh. Um, but I will say <laughs> that <laughs> with without those substances, we may not have the music that we have today. Because oh. there seems to be a trend with a lot of the great bands that they are kind of heavy drug users, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, totally, totally. 
I forgot to add to this list, but I got married virgin too. So another thing that it's going to put me in heaven, you know? Oh, there you go. See, another another mark on your, your golden list. <laughs> married virgin, okay, go up, you know? Married virgin, never did drugs, never smoked, no tattoos. You see, you see. Oh, no, no, but I'm seeing here that you enjoyed rock and roll. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, man, you're out. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that, you know. Did you listen to ACC? How's the house? Oh, oh my God. Oh, yeah. Do you like, do you enjoy ACC? Yeah, yeah, of course. It's a great band, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. A classic. Oh. Share your next curious fact with me, please, girl. Okay, I think this one's so cool. Huh. Okay, so <clears throat> blood sugar sex magic. Uh, their '91 album. It was kind of like the 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 one that launched them. Yeah. But did you know that on the same day, September 24th. Uh, Soundgarden released Bad Motor Finger and Nirvana released Nevermind. In the very same day? On the very same day. It's considered like the trifecta of rock and roll. Dear gosh, I mean Soundgarden, big ones, Nirvana I don't even need to say, and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. All on the same day. Can you imagine like for people who really Love rock. That, that must have been the best day of their whole lives. Dear gosh, yeah. I was born in 1991, but I was born in July, so, you know. So, yeah. You could have already been buying them at a couple months old. It means that probably my parents put this for me to listen as a newborn baby, you know. Yeah, maybe that's why you have this affinity for rock. Like, hey, did you guys buy Soundgarden, Nirvana, and Red Hot Chili Peppers all on the same day and play them for me in my crib? Yeah, like, uh, no. Uh, girl, I am so sad to talk about my parents' taste about music because they like, like, they are not musical people, you know? Like, if there is music, they, uh -huh, uh -huh. if there isn't, they don't put music, you know? I feel lucky with my musical upbringing. Of course, my parents didn't really like rock, but um, my father taught me everything about classical music. We used to go to the opera. We used to go to the symphony. Every year, we would schedule a, spe a special trip to Chicago. And we had these very rich cultural experiences when I was very, very young. Awesome. Awesome. Have any of these? No, I had my brother, but my brother started me in rock and roll. But before, man, rock and roll, yeah. Before, you know, beginning rock and roll, I started the hip hop. Yeah. Oh, hip hop is great. Yeah, but it was a, a fast thing, you know. Like after the dealer showed me the rock, then. There's no coming back, you know? Yeah, you know? That's what happened, you know? Well, uh, probably you saw this fact there that uh, in 1988, in June, the original guitarist from the band, he had an OD, 
and uh, he died because of his old yeah. And uh, what the guy didn't know is that uh, Anthony and Free, like they just uh, set out. We are not keep on going with Red Hot Peppers. We know how to keep on going. We don't have more reasons to. And after a while, without the fans, they said, "Wow." John, I guess John Frischant appeared and said, "Hey guys, let's get back in the project." And John showed them his abilities, and they got so wow. I mean, probably John was better than the guy who died in an overdose, you know. And they said, "Wow, it's going to take us to a different level." They saw the opportunity and they said, "Okay, so I guess we can get back together." And then the drummer chats me. He got, he got, yeah, he got to the at the same time yeah, because they played with Jack Irons by that time. So the guy was not good at all. For me, it was, you know. Which I never realized that he then went to Pearl Jam. Yeah. Yeah. Jack Irons went to Pearl Jam. Yeah. Wait. In Red Hot Chili Peppers, he was not that great, but in Pure Jam, the guy destroys. I don't know how long he was with them, I, or if he still is, but yeah, he he went to Pearl Jam. I didn't know that. I had just found it out. Really good information. Kind of blew my mind too. I called Marcos. I was like, "Did you know that?" Because Marcos knows all these facts, right? Uh huh. Yeah, he's he's got this mind. He can remember. Oh yeah, the. Basis for this band went to this band. Oh my. But yeah, <laughs> Pearl Jam. It's good. It's good. You know, oh, it's still alive. Like I mean, they are still on going to concerts and stuff because. I just lost the sound. Emily? Emily? Okay, you're back. Uh, oh my gosh. Probably I hit something here. <laughs> my microphone needs to be changed urgently. But oh, I and you don't even have one there to blame. Yeah. I mean, I, I like this one because it tends to get most part of the sounds that are near to it. But I will need a different options. I, I, I just don't know what to buy yet, you know? But I uh, I was saying something that now I don't remember. We were talking about Pearl Jam. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if the band is still alive and uh, like uh, rocking on concerts. Do you know? That's an easy check. Yeah, because I don't remember what was the, their last album. I stopped that last kiss, you know? Um, let's see. Les Kiss and Jeremy, the two favorite songs of mine. I think there's an airplane flying over my head. Oh yeah? Yeah, the, you can't listen to this noise? No, I can't hear it. Dear God, this microphone is really good because <laughs> it's like... I said, oh my gosh, it's just... No, so loud, so loud. Yeah, it says they're still active. 
Yeah. When was their last album recorded? Let me see if in the discography here. Georgia. Georgia. Oh, 2020. Gigaton. Gigaton. Okay, so it was us who abandoned the, <laughs> the new songs because they are still alive, so alive. Two years ago, they recorded their new album. Oh, so I guess um, Jack Irons was with them from 95 to 98 only, looks like. Three years. Maybe he was not that great, right? <laughs> like, yeah, maybe not. And Matt Cameron has been with them ever since. Yeah. Did I ever talk to you about Avenged Sevenfold? I mean, I know them. I don't know. Um, what do you mean by talk? Yeah, like uh, I already mentioned that they were my favorite band from for three years in a row. Yeah, you said that they were right up there on your list. But nowadays I don't even I don't even like to listen to their new albums and stuff. Does it change so much? Oh, it's another band. After the the drummer passed away, they lost the right of the band, you know? It happens sometimes and then you can't find that missing piece again. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. Well, I guess it's your turn to share a new curiosity, right? My turn? Okay. Um, in reference to them losing members of their band, many of their songs are written in memoriam to, um, like, especially the original guitarist, Slovak. So, My Lovely Man, Knock Me Down, Ghost, and Right on Time were all dedicated to him. And then Tear Jerker was dedicated to Cobain. Whoa. Uh, Venice Queen was written about Anthony Kiedis's drug counselor. Her name was Gloria Scott, and she died of cancer. Um, Give It Away was for their friend River Phoenix. Give it away! Give it away! Give it away now! Yeah. So a lot of them, they a lot of the songs that they wrote um, were for people that they had lost. Oh, I didn't know that, but I need to confess that, I don't know, as a native person, do you, like, are you able to really understand their lyrics easily? Because it sounds so confusing to me. I mean, I listen even reading the lyrics, uh, lyrics like Californication, and I, I, I don't seem to understand. I can't understand what they're trying to say, you know? Oh, you're not alone. Like, even natives can't understand what the hell they're saying. Yeah. I mean, so you know those songs that you invent the words to? Mm-hmm. I do that with Red Hot Chili Peppers all the time. And then if I actually go and look at the lyrics, I'm like, really? That's what it says? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I, it's, it's sad because it's the kind of song that I would love to work on their lyrics inside the class, for example. But I don't even try to get a lyric and translate with my students because there's no sense at all. Yeah, I I agree with you. It's not it's definitely not something that you could easily like say there's a direct translation for. Mm-hmm. The exception being maybe like 
By the Way, the By the Way album with all of their ballads. Those ones are a little more, I'd say the lyrics make a little bit more sense. They are, so, they are a little easier to decide, maybe? Yeah, a little bit easier. By um, the way, I would say that's probably my favorite album. Yeah, maybe it's because it tended to sound like more a pop album. Like they wanted to to connect to to a public that they didn't get yet, probably, right? But also the songs are beautiful and you can hear how good his voice is. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, oh. like when they're doing some of their more rap or funk style, you can't really tell that he has actually an awesome voice. But you know what? Uh, I have a habit of when I get to know a band, I go there and dig, 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 dig the first songs recorded and stuff. And I must say, wow, Red Hot Chili Peppers, when they were the other band there, wow, they were terrible. The music was not easy to, to digest, you know? I mean, man, it, it sounded so not organized, uh, it sounded uh, raw and dirty and uh, I mean, oh, that's not the rock that I like to listen to, you know? But it does kind of fit with the funk style, you know? It does. And also with punk style, you know, the first, the first time I listened to punk rock, I was like, what the hell is this shit? Like, it doesn't make any sense in my brain at all. Yeah. Not. Uh you know that I didn't find any information saying about their music references, like what songs that they used to listen to when they were teens, like that influenced them somehow, you know? Oh, they had a lot of influences, like um, Gang of Four, like a lot of punk rock influences, Gang of uh -huh. Four, Misfits, ones like that. I mean, they just... Um, and then, you know, there were some some classic ones too. Uh, let me see if I can find. The classical ones, you mean like the orchestra ones and stuff like no, that? No, not classical. They. Oh, you mean like classic bands from the style, yeah? Yeah, like Metallica and stuff oh, like that. Okay, okay, the big ones, yeah. yeah. Big rock bands. But you know, like their style is so different from from the big, the big guys that. <laughs> Did you know that they had already come like 14 or 16 times to Brazil? I didn't know that, but I caught a like a kind of a, a hint of that because you know there's a song that they've only ever played in Brazil? Or they only ever played live in Brazil or the first time they played it was in Brazil, something like that? I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't remember the name of the song, but... Oh, here we go. They're in. They claim their influences. Um, oh no, these are these are bands that they influenced. Never mind. Uh, okay. <laughs> Incubus, Rage Against the Machine, System of a Down, Papa Roach, Sugar Ray, Corn. No, System of a Down. It's clear the the influence because I I can't uh, understand their lyrics too. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh yeah, well, I mean, because there's, there's this more, they have that really fast style yeah. together. And if you try to understand some lyrics, I mean, it doesn't make sense to me, you know? They sound so weird. I tried to translate to Portuguese and they just don't fit, just don't fit, you know? 
So do you have do you have any more interesting facts? Well, I have the last one to close my facts is that uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers they were one of the bands that uh, had more awards in their whole career. Like mm. they had seven Grammy awards. Like uh, they had eight MTV Video Music Awards, three music, American Music Awards. They are in Rock and Roll of Fame. I mean, man, it's a band that people really consider like, wow, they are celebrities, you know? Yeah, well, they, I did see that they also have, well, they have a Hollywood star and they were in Rolling Stone's most influential albums several times. I mean, like yeah, and there's uh, another information here that uh, uh, it was the only rock band that stayed in the top one billboard for so long, like uh, mm. repeated times, you know? I guess it was with the Californication song because it makes sense to me, you know? Yeah, I guess. I mean, that was probably their most mm, widely known. Yeah, I'd say that. Uh, I'd say that even. Uh, by the way, maybe it was even bigger than Californication. So, so it's not you think. The album. No, the the two songs. Because the single. If think, yeah, if you think about Californication and by the way, wow, they are. They tend to be like a, a good fight. Mm, that would be a good fight. I bet those numbers are out there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I believe it It was the two most played songs from them, you know? Most likely. Under the Bridge, too. Oh, Under the Bridge so beautiful, right? Scar, scar Tissue. Scar, scar Tissue. By the way, have you read his biography? No. Nikita? It's called yeah. Scar Tissue. Yeah. I didn't. Or and autobiography. I, I enjoy reading biographies, you know. Was he the writer or somebody wrote for him? I think it's an autobiography. Ooh, it's way better to me. It's way better to me. I wanna I wanna read the Travis Baker one. Oh, that would be a good one. Yeah, and the uh, Cory Taylor too, you know? Uh, I don't know how, but we always find a way to talk about Corey Taylor <laughs> you know, on Fridays, right? Whenever we are here together, okay, remember Corey Taylor? That oh, yeah, 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 man, Rock and Roll Friday. There's no how to not have Corey Taylor somehow in this, yeah? Imagine, you have to. Imagine when these guys die, you mean, I mean, Corey Taylor. Those big ones, the guy from Metallica, uh, James Hatfield, if I'm not wrong, you know, those monsters of rock, Bruce Dickinson from Iron Maiden, you know. Break my heart, right? They're like, they become like a part of your family. <laughs> yeah, I'd get an airplane and go to the funeral service because they changed who we are somehow. Absolutely. And so, you know, like a lot of people go are publicly mourning when a celebrity that they've never met dies. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it's that strange because like these people really had an impact on our lives. Truth, truth. And uh, it happened in Brazil when the lead singer Charlie, from Charlie Brown Jr. showed on, he was died. And uh, I mean, the, it was the whole country who felt like this mourning mm -hmm. feeling, you know? 
it was really bad because he was so influential to rock, to Brazilian rock, you know? Yeah, it's really sad when it happens. Oh, Emily, Emily, Emily. I guess it's time for us to decide who we're going to be talking about next week. Wait, we just said something really, really sad. I think we need to end on a happy note. Okay. I'm a, I, mean, I mean, so? Okay, can I end on a happy note for us? Of course, do it right and now. Can we decide our next band? Yeah. Um, mark your calendar. October 14th, okay? Do October you know why? 14th. October 14th? They're gonna be in Brazil. No, that's when their new album comes out. Red Hot Chili Peppers new album is coming out? Yeah. Oh my god. We should we should take some time and uh, check the the songs like together to react to the songs, you know? Like, oh this one is really good. Or this one, skip it. Not a good one. <laughs> you no, know? yeah. Because well, I, that's where this new song came from. Dude, it's the new new album. New. their single release for the new album. It's called Return of the Dream Canteen. Right. Uh, do you know what I think? I feel, I feel like about the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I feel like they never had an album that it's straight away really good. I mean, every single song is amazing. They always have some feelers there, some songs that are not so. Uh, this one is not good. Some bands that I enjoy, like Billy Talent. Wow, Billy Talent. There are three first albums I don't skip a single song. All of them, one after another, after another. All great songs, but with Red Hot Chili Peppers, with System of a Down, I never had this experience of listening to the whole album without skipping any song, you know? Have you? That's pretty impressive, actually, because if you like every single song on an album, that's a awesome, right? Mm -hmm. It sounds like uh, there's a kind of album that uh, they say, what's the name? When there is like a story, a story happening. It's a type of album when they record. The allegorical. Yeah, I don't know how they call that. I really don't know. Tool but... does that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Think, yeah. Each of their um, which album was it that they did like the four four seasons or oh my gosh, it's just like this whole immersive experience and the whole album tells a story in each song is a chapter of it. Avenged Sevenfold <laughs> used to do that too. They used to do that perfectly too. I guess in Portuguese... How much thought goes into an album like that? Imagine. I, I believe the name in Portuguese of this kind of album is conceitual, but I don't know. Conceptual it... album. I don't, I don't know. I'll have to check. Yeah, I really can't remember that. Anyway, anyway. This is a good way of ending the Rock and Roll Friday. So soon, pretty soon, we are gonna have the new album for Red Hot Peppers, and I wasn't aware of that. Thank you for letting me know. Okay. See, that's why I love uh, our Rock and Roll Fridays because I found out stuff I wouldn't have known until like a few days after the fact. I would have been like, I don't know this song from Red Hot Chili Peppers. See, it's true. It's true. Oh, do you, do you know the song Set My Kiss from Red Hot yeah. Peppers? It's a good song, right? So much. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and there's a song that I didn't know. Oh, I, I knew, in fact. Uh, they played on Tony Hawk Pro Skater to the mm -hmm. game about skaters and stuff. It's a cool song, too, but I don't remember which one was. 
I don't remember. Well, who are we going to be talking about next week? No, we haven't talked about it. Who should we do? Ha- have we talked about Blink-182? No, we haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just found our band. <laughs> yeah, girl, I-, I guess our search is over. Our search is over. Okay. Excellent. I was going to suggest ACDC, but um, Blink-182 is better. You know, I, I agree with you. So, it's on. It's schedule. Next week, we're going to be here together talking about Tom and Mark and Travis and Skiba. And Skiba doesn't even know if he's in the band or not anymore. Did you see the, did you see the, the recent updates about the band? Yes, I did. Yeah, he posted on his I don't know if I'm in the band yet or if I'm not. Just waiting for a phone call. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, so I guess we're going to have lots of cool stuff to talk about the Blink because it's a really, really solid band too, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, girl, wait for me. You know, next Friday at 3 p.m., I'm going to be here together with you again for another Rock and Roll Friday, all right? All right, can't wait. Pretty good. So, have a great one, Emily. I am going to be in an interview. Interview? No, no. In a meeting with Juanzinho right now. We are going to do some new things about the platform and stuff like that. So, new things are coming. Okay, girl? All right. Well, ask him to vote on what, if he would like to see Blink-182 or Red Hot Chili Peppers. I'm pretty sure um, Okay, but. yeah. I I can say that he doesn't like either. Oh, well, he's a metal guy. I just like metal bands and yeah, yeah, yeah. A rocker, you know, like uh, yeah. It's like that. It's like that. We love all styles. We're yeah. Very open-minded and accepting. We can't close our our ears to just some bands. We have too much love to put inside the rock and roll as a whole, yeah? We do. Yeah. So, have a great one, Emily. Goodbye, girl. See you around. See you.